0: I talk to strangers. Okay, so I'm sitting here today in Café Collier with my well-now friend, Woody. What is your last name, Woody? Goldberg. Goldberg. I always forget. Um, Woody and I met, we're thinking how many years ago? Probably 10, 11.
1: 10, 11 years ago?
0: Down the street at a café called Parco, right? Right. Where we both used to hang out quite a bit. You were newly retired,
1: I Um, think.
0: Or had you I've been actually,
1: retired? Actually, I, I retired from the city in 2003, but then I worked another couple of years. So probably 2007, yeah. I really stopped.
0: Right. Well, and my kids were in school and I had just quit, so I was sort of retired and I didn't know what to do with myself. So I sat in the corner at Park at most <laughs> mornings, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> And we started talking. I'm sure on many of those mornings. It was a crew of us. There were a lot of us.
1: Right. Well, I'm still pretty good friends with Eric. Do you remember? Oh Aaron yeah. Wolf? Where is he? He lives in Prospect Lefferts now.
0: I see him every once in a while. I'll run into him, but I haven't. I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And what about any of the baristas? Did you stay in touch with anyone? I.
1: What Eric and I, Eric had a friend uh-huh. who was going to buy Parco after, uh, after the guy died.
0: Oh, right. After Alex died. After
1: Alex died. Um, How, and you
0: said that was five years ago that Alex died? I the think The owner, so. who was a, an old Italian guy, right? Who never yeah. did look too healthy.
1: No, he was not healthy at all. <laughs>
0: But he was he was an interesting fellow. It was like a French bakery, right? Yeah, it pretty was a much. very good bakery. But it was not Italian, and the the baker was a woman who was a Hispanic woman. Right,
1: but it was Alex. You know, he trained her.
0: Right. But there were delicious. I remember there was a walnut chocolate, or was it hazelnut walnut croissant? Did you ever have that?
1: I did. Yes. Oh my
0: God, that was really good.
1: But anyway, so Eric and Sorry, I Sorry, I was
0: gonna. <laughs>
1: we were gonna, after he died, we were gonna. We met Eric and I and my wife. Uh huh. Met Alex's uh, brother right. and his wife. They came from Italy.
0: Right, right.
1: And we had dinner with them, and we offered them $250,000 cash. To buy the place because it was a condo.
0: It was your cash? You were very No, it wasn't cash?
1: my cash. It was Eric's friend. Huh. And what we would wanted to do was have we wanted to buy it and not with no expectation of making a dime. Right. Just keep it open and have I can't remember his name. He was a lovely manage it and run it you remember i
0: do but now yeah i can't remember his name i know we're terrible we'll come up with
1: it um and he wanted to do it but they said
0: to us jeez (laughs) little accident yeah thank you that was our wake-up call
1: (laughs) they they said to us well what are we going to do with the cash and we were like okay but so they declined
0: so what they still own it and they're no they,
1: they had some friend who's a real estate broker and he
0: huh
1: you know took it it's owned by it, the the building right you know, has some interest in it. I mean, uh, uh, you it know, was that a
0: complicated whole, thing, yeah. probably.
1: So they. Uh, Too bad. Yeah. Because that
0: was really. Okay. So, um, it was not Jeffrey. What was it? Joffrey.
1: Joffrey, very good, Stephanie. Thank very you. good. <laughs> he was such a nice guy.
0: Such a nice guy. I know. I miss all those guys. And those
1: they were. He had. He Alex hired had some, some amazing really people.
0: Nice Really, yeah. They, funny they were, characters. Yeah.
1: They're all gone. Well,
0: they're, they're like, somewhere, but we just don't know no, where. Some,
1: one of the guys, he was, um, I can't remember his name, but he went to New Mexico. He was a Spanish graduate student.
0: Oh, yeah. Loved him. He was but what a was tall his name? guy. Super he was, cute.
1: He was really nice.
0: I know. Everyone was adorable. But it was a time, you know, it's funny because someone was saying, I, I had a lot of barista friends around that time. And then since then, I haven't gotten to know people in the same way. And I don't know whether it's me, and I have other things going on besides sitting in a cafe all day, but also just the neighborhood changed. Yeah. Things sped up. People weren't as like, if they didn't introduce themselves. They. But then I, I do think sometimes it's me, you know, I could... I could introduce myself. I could make that. You know, you always have to take responsibility for what happens. But that place was was definitely unique, and the time, and it was. Yeah, unique.
1: it was a transitional time when the neighborhood was like pretty affluent, but all of a sudden it just like jumped. Yeah. To become like for the super rich, essentially. Right.
0: Well, it seemed so local, right? And like everyone who came in, there was a line out the door most mornings and it was the same people. There had to be a line because it was such a teeny tiny place. So there were what, like two tables, right? Yeah, there were, you yeah. had to basically, if you, if I was in the corner all morning, right, which right. I mostly was, you had to sit next to me.
1: Yeah, right. No, it was <laughs> perfect for... <laughs> For people, you know, to talk and get to know each other a <laughs> little know. bit. It was really cool.
0: Well, that's where I started giving out my gold stars. Because I, oh, I would... yes, I would be was so gold funny. And so in the mornings, I would... You know, after the rush, I would end up... Somebody would sit down, inevitably. And I would have had a question in my mind that morning, like, about something. I don't know. And whoever sat down, it was kind of like magic. They happened to do something that made them totally aware of the answer to my question do you know uh, what i mean like they were just, it was like i was being sent people every morning you know? that's an interesting way of feel <laughs> and and it was it was really it was kind of a magic place actually i don't know there was i i, I loved it but but now i mean they're like we're here at cafe Collier and i you know i love marat and kristen who own it and you know you see a lot it's just it's funny, because it is a big cafe and I mostly don't know the people who come in, you know, and I come sometimes,
1: but... I've met a couple of people in here that I've yeah. talked to. There's this one guy you would be very interested in talking to, Nathan, maybe, maybe he'll come in. Oh, yeah. He's a democratic political consultant. Oh, no. And he goes all <laughs> over the country... Um, encouraging progressive candidates oh yeah very interesting guy huh he comes in here we've we've gotten to know each other a little bit
0: yeah yeah i mean i got i met so many interesting people at parko and you know it's funny because we became real friends but keeping in touch with people when you don't see them every morning it's just it's a different thing
1: we have a house upstate oh yeah And we have some real friends up there. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a very different quality.
0: We've talked about that, yeah.
1: It's a very different quality of relationship.
0: Well, everyone in New York is so busy. You know, I have a friend who just moved here. I met a girl that I met, a young woman in Miami. We were both staying at a youth hostel. And she's just adorable, and we hung out for days. And she's just moved to New York. And I'm interested because... You know living in a place like wisconsin you have friends you know you have like people that you get together yes, with yeah in new york I, I mean people do have friends i have tons of friends but getting together is often
1: i don't we my uh Jan and i don't really we have like two or three friends literally
0: but, but i bet you know a ton of people oh i know a ton of people right well, I was just talking to someone about that yesterday, where he's like, well, you have a lot of friends, and you have, and I, I do, but it's interesting, because I realized the other day, I haven't invited anyone for dinner in a really long time, because you do, and then they're busy, and then they give you a date, you know, four weeks from now that they might be available, and then that day comes, but then they get busy, so it doesn't actually happen, you're yeah. like, <laughs> you know yeah, what? Yeah. Forget it. I don't even want to have you for dinner anymore. You know? And it's and it's not like I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing, I think, because there's just so much going on in the city. Yeah. And people do have like well we were talking and, and maybe you can talk a little bit, you have a, a second career going, right? You're you're a very busy man these days. Tell me a little bit about how you came upon this this new career.
1: I walked out my front door and I was <laughs> recruited. I mean, not recruited. You were
0: discovered.
1: I was discovered. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, actually, one so of the... So it was
0: the writer-director, you told me. So it was a writer-director of... What was the show? High Maintenance. High Maintenance. That was being filmed on your block. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I also spoke with this other guy who was one of the actors. And he was telling me... That he was typecast as the perv next door. <laughs>
0: nice. That's a nice <laughs> character to become.
1: He said he was that's what he was in all the television shows and oh my that. Gosh. And...
0: <laughs> that's terrible. Well you're not the perv, you're the, the old Brooklyn guy, right? I'm uh, the
1: old sort of yeah, the old older Brooklyn guy. And you've
0: been in how you've been an extra in how many how many shows? Do
1: you think? About a dozen.
0: Oh yeah. And you've learned a lot, huh?
1: Yes, I've learned. Yeah.
0: What have you learned? Of... What's the biggest lesson well, of being okay, an extra? Well, okay.
1: So one of the things I realized is that they have a lot of flexibility. Yeah. In the filming, they try different. Things they film over and over and over and over and over again. Like, they'll shoot one, like, 10 second scene 40 yeah. times, oh gosh. and they try or they try different configurations and you know, uh, different movements within this scene, and um. It's actually, they have a whole bunch of what are called the assistant directors. Right. They do that, and then the director comes and looks and says, no, 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 yes.
0: Huh.
1: You know, so, I mean, I didn't know that.
0: It's a process, right? Yeah. It's a long process. Yeah. Expensive, and, right? You've been, you said it's like crazy oh, how much. it's
1: like, the amount of money is just like astronomical, it must Because you've got, you know, all these union people, Harriman, direct assistant, direct electrical set, and these people make good money.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, they they probably make, you know, like uh, an electrician probably gets like a thousand bucks a day. Their union, you know, these, these union people, they make a lot of money. It's
0: crazy. But, you know, when you think about it, Like when you travel to other places people all watch American movies like America exports I was thinking about music because I went to Brazilian music with a Brazilian friend of mine the other night and everyone in Joe's pub was Brazilian and the woman who was singing was a 69 year old Brazilian singer and everyone, all the young people were dancing and singing they know all the same songs It's very famous Brazilian songs. And I thought, how come we don't have that in America? And I thought, well, because we're the music industry. We make new music all the time. There's music being made in this country and exported around the world. I mean, you walk in, I walked into a little shop in Chefchaouen, Morocco, and the guy's listening to American music, talking about his dream of going to Arizona.
1: Right. You know,
0: it's very... We've exported our country through these films and through music.
1: It's New York too. Everybody well, wants to York, be, I you know, know, in Brooklyn. Um, but okay, we're the center
0: so. of the universe, Woody. And <laughs> so, you are the you are the face. <laughs> you are the face of. So of let Brooklyn. me tell. You, yeah. So I have a
1: you know a, a talent in my yeah. own house. This guy is like a rock and roll star
0: Yeah, literally. literally? He's a musician?
1: Yes, he's in a group called Charlie Bliss And they're touring all over the world He's yeah. mostly not there
0: Yeah And Charlie Bliss
1: And I just, the other day I was listening to the radio And there he is On yeah. WFUV Do you ever listen to that station? No it's uh, ninety point seven. It's Fordham Radio, oh, yeah. and they have a whole concert of his group
0: cool. on the radio. Well, and now I'm going to hear about it all the time because you mentioned it. That's what happened. Yeah, and right?
1: he and they interview. Them and they have a whole concert, and you and
0: just happen to catch it. I just happen
1: to be listening to it.
0: That's funny. And, and but that's very New York, right? Being connected to people who are connected to things, because so much happens here. Which is back to why people are just too busy to come over to your house for dinner, right? Because there's so much going
1: on. He's 26 years old. Wow. And they're going to. A, uh, he's just back today. Yeah. And that he's going to Australia. They're going on a tour in Australia.
0: Well, that's the only way musicians make money these days. Yeah. is by touring, right? Because album sales now that with their Spotify. I, I
1: yeah, I don't understand about that. But yeah. they have three albums. Cool. This group, and it's. I'll have not to check them out. Charlie Bliss, B L I S S.
0: Nice. And he's your tenant.
1: Yeah, and he's such a nice kid.
0: And how long have you lived in in Park Slope?
1: 35 years
0: so you've seen a lot of changes
1: oh my god
0: (laughs) this was this was kind of it was uh, a little rough around here right well this
1: neighborhood when i first we've been here 32 years 32 33 years and it was very working class when we first moved here but that's what was on
0: yeah
1: on my block there's maybe three or four families that were there when I moved there. Right. And all these young people have moved in, you know, and spent millions.
0: So, yeah, how much is a house on your block worth now?
1: About two million dollars.
0: More than that.
1: But then they come in and they buy them and then Bank they abduct totally. them. Yeah. And they add a floor and they extend back. Yeah. So they. And then, how much did
0: you buy it for? Hundred sixty
1: thousand bucks.
0: Nice. So. That's a big difference. That's a lot of. That's a lot of. uh, But we're
1: not. It doesn't matter to us because we're. You know. We're. Well, unless you sell, you
0: don't have the money, right?
1: But we're not. Where are we going to go?
0: Right. Well, that's the thing about New York. Like, if you want to cash out, you have to leave. Yeah. And then, good luck coming back, right? Forget it. No, you, well,
1: <laughs> there, well, there are a lot of people who move to Florida, and when they get into their late 70s and early 80s, they want to come back to New York because of medical uh, medical yeah. care. And the, the relatives... of getting around
0: yeah 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 well look at you know even now and and you know I'm perfectly capable of getting around when I go someplace else like when I stay out in Long Island or something you know going out at night like it's dark you have to get in your car you're like you're unlikely
1: probably
0: to leave the house
1: a lot of older people cannot drive at night
0: right I know, so you're like, you become kind of like a shut-in, unless you live someplace where you can walk around, which yeah. we're very, very lucky here, you know, that you, and I mean, the city's even more so, right? There's so much going on, and everybody has, you know, their ability, it's, it's interesting, you know, I, I think, and it depends, obviously, a lot of people, even in New York, don't go out a lot at night, I happen to, because I love live music, and, you know, yeah. I'm active, so... I love living in the city. Lately, I've felt like, oh, that sort of dream of living out in the country. I'm like, mm, it's so quiet, you know. Yeah. So I would like it for short periods, but I, I get a little bit jonesing to come back to the city and just take off to some, you know. I, I usually know three or four people on any given night who are playing at some venue or another, you know. Right. And even if I don't go, I could, you know. <laughs>
1: that. Well, yeah, I'm usually asleep by ten o'clock. Are
0: you? If I'm home, I'm asleep I by ten o'clock. I get up at
1: five o'clock in the morning or yeah. earlier sometimes.
0: I know. Me too. I'm not great. I
1: like sitting in the dark by myself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a
1: chair amazing. in my house. Yeah. And I like sitting in it, you yeah. know, recliner and pitch black. Huh sit there, I do some of my most bizarre thinking.
0: You sit there for how long? Like a specific
1: hour, hour and a half, two hours.
0: You just sit with nothing?
1: A cup of coffee, maybe.
0: <laughs> That's cool. See, I like that too. I, I actually, the summer when it's light so early, I don't you know it makes me want to get up early i do like getting up in the dark and having that time it feels like you have the world to yourself right a little bit
1: yeah i also have a deck on the back of my house and oh, i sit nice. out there too
0: oh yeah
1: and i noticed last summer the mosquitoes were horrendous really but this year
0: not so much
1: not not bad at all That's i don't know good. what you know why but
0: yeah you know i don't have outdoor space but i have a courtyard in my building but i always say i'm gonna go sit down there and i almost never do but i could get up in the dark and go sit out there bring a chair there i'm trying to create some new patterns this summer because i'm here but i'm feeling like i want to change But that's the beauty of Brooklyn, you know, now I'm going to this other Y instead of my old Y, and then I came here instead of going to Colson, you know, you can really change things up here with just like a little shift, you know? It's interesting. (laughs) But you have your patterns, you've been sitting in that same chair for how many, for the whole time you've lived there?
1: I would say that was about twenty-five years.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the chair hasn't worn
1: out. What you? No, I got another one. Ow. I've had this one for about I like, probably about fifteen years.
0: Yeah.
1: But there's a, we have two reclining chairs in our very small living room.
0: Yeah.
1: One of them is a leather thing that's like twenty-five years old. It's yeah. really great. It's like a stickly chair, you know, stickly furniture.
0: I've heard of it, yeah.
1: It's really well made, you know, very expensive. Made to last. Yeah. They have it in hunting lodges and stuff like that. You know, it's heavy. Yeah. So.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Well, see, we we definitely came up with lots to talk about, as always. Woody was concerned. We'd already talked for a while before we started recording, but I told him, I don't think there's a danger. It was good to see you this morning. Nice having coffee. Uh, Okay, it's been a while since we've had coffee together. Yeah, maybe we run into
1: each other in the street. Yeah, we do. in the street
0: and on the subway with with your life. You have a dog, right? I have a dog. Yeah, I have to go
1: walk her. Do you have Do you know Caroline and Dean?
0: No, I think you mentioned that they They live
1: on 15th Street. They have a little dog.
0: I don't think I know. Caroline
1: is a Oh yeah. And Dean is a, actually teaches theater in Purchase. Oh yeah. Screenwriting, script writing, or something oh, like that. Cool. I've been talking to him about the background acting stuff. Fun. Yeah, he wants to get his students. He's trying to get them, you know, involved in it. So very nice. Because that way they can find out about where the work is.
0: Right, right. Huh.
1: There's so much
0: film work going on oh my in gosh. TV it's, in New York. There's so much going on in New York. If you think about it too much, you might go a little nuts. Yeah, you like know? I
1: get about 30 or 40 notices a day. Wow. For film and television, and then
0: stuff. you have to go out for an audition, or you send them your photo. I they...
1: just, I just apply everything on my phone.
0: It's just like an easy process of like, Very here easy. I am, and they either call you or they don't.
1: That's correct. Yeah.
0: Well, good luck. What are you filming now? It's something with Al Pacino.
1: The Hunt, but I'm going to be in Blind Spot Monday night. The Hunt is Wednesday, but I have to go for fitting for the Hunt today. <laughs> What clothes, you know, they put you on an ad. Right, right. Well, I'm
0: excited. I don't watch anything, but I, I suppose I I've could watch to I've never seen myself.
1: You. I was in billions. You've never
0: seen yourself?
1: No. I was in Billions a couple of weeks ago. Oh, wow.
0: And
1: I was, and that, that was shot, the scene I was in was in the Economy Candy Store. Oh, on I love Ridden that to the place. Street.
0: I used to go there before my kids' birthday parties and get cool stuff. And then recently I was there and I sent my kids a note like, does anybody want anything? And they're too old, they didn't really care. So yeah. sad. Anyway. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Well, it was great talking it was to you. Nice talking and see to you. if we had not talked to strangers low these many years ago, we would not know each other. Right. In the hood. right. So remember everybody, talk to strangers.
1: So